Ladies and lay seekers, Andy here, author of the best Tinder guide on the internet, and guy who doesn't mind getting laid a little bit himself. This is the Kill You're in a Loser podcast. Let's fucking go. Gonna hit you with a really short podcast today. I see a lot of guys that are really desperate to get laid, or really keen to get laid, or really obsessed with getting laid, and that's absolutely fine. But I see a lot of guys that will go on a date with a woman, and Maybe she just isn't ready to have sex on that first date, or maybe they fool around a little bit and she's just not, you know, ready to go all the way, or maybe she's on her period, or maybe she's tired, or whatever it is, right? For whatever reason, they invite her back, or maybe they're at their place and, you know, they put the moves, and she says, not tonight, or I'd rather wait, or hey, it's moving a little too fast. And I see a lot of guys that get really, really, really frustrated with this, and they ask themselves, and they ask the community, and they ask me, What could I have done better? What did I do wrong? Why did she say no? And sometimes I just want to fucking like get these guys to take a step back and remember that this is a person that you're dealing with. This is a human being. This isn't just a slot machine that you put some money in and you pull the handle and she gives you her fucking pussy. This is someone who has their own wants, needs, feelings, emotions, desires, all of that kind of shit. And maybe she's just not ready tonight. Maybe this is moving too quick. Maybe she's on her period. Maybe, you know, tonight's just not the night. I see a lot of guys getting frustrated and thinking, if I just had the cheat code, if I just knew exactly what to say, or if I was more of an alpha male, or I bet if I was more attractive, she would have fucked me. I want you guys to remember that not every woman is going to sleep with you on the first date. No matter what you do, no matter how perfect you are. At this point in time, even me, and I'm obviously not, you know, the most attractive, maxed out person on the planet, but I know what I'm doing, right? I'm super fucking confident. I've gotten laid like, God, 200 times or something at this point. Even now, there will be plenty of times where I invite a woman back and she's like, you know, maybe next time, or I'm on my period, or is it okay if we just make out a little bit, but I don't want to go all the way? That happens. All of my mates that get laid, that absolutely happens. It's not anything you did wrong. This is a human being who might not want to fuck you tonight. That's it. That's the end of the story. I see so many guys getting themselves all worked up and telling themselves these stories of like, fuck, it's because I'm not good enough. It's because I don't have enough game or it's because I'm not confident enough. I bet if I just, you know, hit the gym for longer, this wouldn't happen. Or I need to screen these kind of women out. I need to screen really aggressively to have sex on the first date or, you know, go hard or go home, go bust, sorry, go big or go bust. And it's like, if you want to have sex on first dates, fine, great, good, do whatever you want to do. But don't get upset if a woman doesn't want to fuck you on the first date. Like, it is what it is. And something that will hopefully hopefully make you feel better is if a woman is, you know, on a date with you, she already likes you to some extent. And so I say this to so many guys, they get so, like, upset or frustrated or annoyed when a woman doesn't sleep with them on the first day. And I say, you know that she will probably just sleep with you on the next day, right? And if she doesn't sleep with you on the second date, maybe the third date. Like she, It's not like she's saying, fuck off, I never want to see you again. There will be some women that don't see you for a second date, sure. But most of the time, the vast majority of women, if they have met you for a first date and the first date goes decently enough, will meet you for a second date. And so it's not that she doesn't want to sleep with you. It's just that she doesn't want to sleep with you tonight. The number of women that have said, you know, no, the first time, the first night to me is like so fucking astronomically high 
but I don't get bothered by it. I never, ever, ever get bothered by it. I see guys taking it as a goddamn rejection. They're like, oh my God, I got rejected. And it's like, what the fuck? How did you get rejected? She's just going to sleep with you on the next day or the one after that. How's that a rejection? That's just a not right now. It's not a no, never. And if I was to get butt hurt over every woman that didn't sleep with me on the first date, my God, I would be fucking depressed. I'd be miserable. I'd be bitter. I'd hate women. I'd call myself some black pillar. And I see, you know, a few guys doing that. They go down that path of like, how come I just can't get women to sleep with me when I want them to? And it's like, because they're their own human being, shithead. (laughs) I'm being a little blunt there, but it's like, I think some guys need a fucking wake up call. It's like, dude, wake the fuck up. Get over yourself. You're not God. You're not the puppet master who gets to make women dance to your tune. Just because you want to fuck a woman doesn't mean that you get to make her. Like, she's going to say yes or she's going to say no. There's no point getting upset over that. You just distance yourself from women. You just push yourself down this path of bitterness and frustration and anger. And remember the entire reason that you're doing this. The entire reason every single one of you want to get laid, those of you who do want to get laid, The reason that you want to get laid is because you want to be happy. You think that it will bring you some level of happiness or abundance mentality or freedom. So happiness and freedom is why you're doing this. Do you feel happy or do you feel free when you get frustrated with a woman not sleeping with you? No, you feel the opposite. You feel like a victim. You feel hopeless. You feel like you can't control people. You feel like this isn't fair. And there's freedom in letting go of that, in letting go of this desire to make women do what you want which is why I push honesty all the time and why I say, hey, if she doesn't want to sleep with you, that's okay. But there's freedom in knowing that she will more than likely sleep with me on the next date or at least fool around or go a little further than we did today. Maybe we don't have sex, but we go a little bit further. And then the date after that, we go a little bit further. There's freedom in relaxing into that. I've had sex with so many women on like the second or the third date that just were not like they had a rule in their head or they just weren't ready And that's the other thing. So many women have this rule in their head, have a rule in their head where they're like, no, I'm just not going to sleep with anyone on the first date. And so almost no matter what you do, she's not going to sleep with you. Now, you show up to the second date, you you literally take her straight back to your apartment and you fuck her within five minutes. And she's like, she's loving that. It's just that she wasn't comfortable having sex with you on the first date. She didn't want to. She wanted to give herself space and time to think about it, to go home and talk to her friends maybe and make sure she actually really liked you before she has sex with you. That's perfectly reasonable. In fact, that's what I would recommend every woman do. I wouldn't recommend most women sleep with guys on the first date. I'd say give yourself a bit of time, give yourself a bit of space. I say the same thing to guys. If you want to fight girls on the first date, go for it. God knows I've done that a lot, but... At this point in my life, at this stage in my development, I wait till the second date to make sure that I really like the person. And you guys can do whatever you want. If you want to sleep with someone on the first date, go for it. If you want to wait till the second or third date, go for it. There's no right or wrong answer here. But the point is, I wouldn't be mad at a woman because she wants to take her time and make sure she actually likes you before she lets you stick your dick in her. I think that's actually intelligent. And there's, again, there's freedom in just realizing, okay, she said no to me tonight. But she probably, she she clearly still likes me. She's probably going to do more with me next time. And then you just meet for a second date and you see where she's at. You you talk to her about it. You say, yo, like, what do you want to do tonight? Do you want to fool around? Do you want to try some stuff? Just having a much less combative mindset with this whole sex thing, funnily enough, gets you laid way more. And with way less drama. And you're way more relaxed about it. Because you see sex is not this big deal. It's just like, yeah, she'll either fuck me or she won't. 
If she doesn't fuck me, yeah, I might be slightly disappointed, whatever, but I'll just see her on the next date. And in the meantime, I can go and talk to other women or I can focus on my mission. I can focus on my goals. I can go to the gym, hang out with my friends, work on my self-improvement. You know, I got a cool life going on or I'm in the process of building one. I don't really need her to sleep with me tonight. And at the end of the day, this is about not putting your happiness on the choices somebody else makes. If you get frustrated and angry that a woman didn't sleep with you, you're basically handing over all your power to someone else. That's not freedom. That's not happiness. That's not stoicism. It's not masculinity and it's not peace. You won't be happy if you can only be happy when a woman does what you want. Because guess what? They're their own people and they're a lot of the time not going to do what you want them to do. And so there is so much freedom in just stepping back and saying, you know what? I don't need to be desperate for these lays. An article that I read a million times over on the Good Looking Loser website was called, you can't afford, sorry, it was called Relax, You're Eventually Going to Get Laid. And I read this article so many hundreds of times in these moments where I was frustrated with a woman not sleeping with me. And I would remind myself, it's okay, I will eventually get laid. And this podcast is in that same spirit. It's relax, because if you don't sleep with her tonight, you'll probably just sleep with her next time. And if you don't sleep with her, then you'll just sleep with her the time after that. And even if this woman never sees you again, there are 4 billion women on the planet. There are so many options for you. Just because this woman didn't want to sleep with you, or this person doesn't want to give you what you want, or this person doesn't want to, a better way of phrasing that would be, this person doesn't want to share what you want to share. This person doesn't want the same experience that you want to have. This person just isn't looking for the same thing you're looking for. There's a million or there's 4 billion other people out there. You just go and find the one that is looking for what you're looking for. So do your best. I know it can be easier said than done, but guys, do your best not to be so like desperate for these lays because they're going to come eventually. If not tonight, probably the next date. If not, then the next date. And the main thing that I would be looking for is if you want some actionable advice, It's, am I making progress on every date? Like, are we moving forward? So if you do want to get laid, if sex is important to you, which it probably is for most men on the planet, right? And most women, most women like sex too. If sex is important to you, rather than looking at it as this big, like, I must have sex, otherwise I'm a failure, which is very binary, right? You either win or you lose. You know, you either had sex or you're a loser. That's, that's so binary and and not, there's no nuance there. Rather than looking at it like that, look at it in terms of, did I make progress with each date with the same woman? So maybe on the first date, all she's comfortable with is kissing you, or maybe she's not even comfortable kissing you and you just have a nice date, right? It feels a bit platonic, but whatever, like you had a nice date, you have a good time, you talk a little bit about sex, that's how you make it feel not platonic, by the way. You don't have to kiss or be physical, you just talk about sex a little bit, just bring it up. Maybe you have a first date like that and then the second date you meet, and now she's comfortable kissing you, but she doesn't want to do any more than that. Hey, that's still progress. You guys are both moving towards a shared experience that you want to have together. You're both making progress. You're both building something. You're building up towards sex. Maybe the third date you meet, and you know you take her back, and she's comfortable fingering, and you know she gives you a little blowjob, and she plays with your dick, and you guys play with some ropes or something, but she doesn't quite want to have sex. Rather than looking at that like a failure, which I see so many guys doing, they're like, oh my God, I didn't put the dick in the pussy. It's like, that's so myopic. That's so short-sighted. Like you're literally calling yourself a failure and you're, you're by extension getting frustrated with her just because some part of your flesh didn't enter some other part of her flesh. How fucking arbitrary is that? 
Did you have a good time? Yes. Did you guys have a good sexual experience together? Yes. Is she getting more comfortable with you? Yes. Are you getting more comfortable with her? Yes. Do you like each other? Yes. Then why the fuck would that ever be a failure? Are you moving towards this shared experience, this sexual thing that you want to have together? Yes. You're literally already doing it. You're just calling it a failure because your penis didn't go in her vagina, but you've done everything else. And so again, just focus on, is there progress? Now, let's say you go on a date, you know, after you've done all that. And then the next time, the fourth time you see each other, she doesn't want a finger and she doesn't want a blowjob and she doesn't want to be physical at all. That's less progress, right? That might feel like you're going backwards. Now, in that moment, what I would say is I'd be like, hey, you know, is everything cool? Like, you know, last time we did all this stuff, we fingered, you know, we fooled around. It seems like you're a little bit more hesitant tonight. Are you a little bit closed off? Like, what's up? Like, you can talk to me. Like, you know, and don't feel pressured, but like, you know, what's going on? Is everything okay? Do you feel like I'm pushing you too much? Or like, where's your head at? And I would have a fucking conversation and figure out what's going on. Don't see it as like this. Oh my God, she's like pulling away. Oh my God, she's like wasting my time. I see a lot of guys getting very like combative and angry. Oh my God, she's like fucking me around. No, there's obviously some reason that she doesn't want to go any further or some reason that you've, that she's moved backwards in terms of progress. So just ask her what that is. And half the time when you have this conversation, they'll tell you very honestly, women are pretty fucking honest. If you just go first and be honest first and open that conversation up. I've had women tell me, I'm so sorry, I'm on my period and I'm just really embarrassed to say so. I just, you know, I don't like to talk about it because some guys think it's icky and, you know, I'm sorry. Like, is it okay if we do something next time? And I'm like, yeah, that's cool. Next time you can just tell me, like, I'm not bothered by period. Just tell me and then I'll know and, you know, we can maybe wait and do some shit next time. Sometimes women will say, you know, I've just, you know, I just got out of a relationship a couple of months ago and, you know, I just, I don't know if I feel ready for sex. Like, it's this big thing and, you know, blah, blah, blah. And then you just talk about it. You go, well, hey, like, you know, I get it. Do you want to just, you know, go really slow and try some stuff? And anytime you feel like we're going too fast, you can just say, hey, can we take a break? Can we pause? You can just tell me that at any point, even like right in the middle of it, if you want to. And we'll pause, we'll talk, we'll chill. You know, I'm not bothered. You have that conversation. And most of the time, just from that conversation, they're like, okay, like maybe we can try some stuff. Thank you for listening. Like, I appreciate that you don't think I'm silly or, you know, you're not going to pressure me. You end up having sex. And even if you don't, you eventually do, because she's just saying, I want to have sex. I'm just not ready yet. And I think a lot of you see it as this combative thing where you're like, she won't give me sex. She won't give me the pussy. She's my enemy. And it's like, no, listen to what's being said. She wants this same thing as you. She is on your team and she needs you or she wants you to help her get there. You're both on the same team. You both want the same thing. She's just scared. And what do we do, you know, in my community, on my forums? What do we do when we have a brother that's scared to do something, but, you know, they say they want to do it. We link arms with that motherfucker and we say, hey, bro, we're right here with you. We're going to help you get to this thing you want to get to. And even if you're scared, that's okay. We can go really slow. We'll take baby steps, brother. We're right there with you. Do the same thing with women. When a woman clearly or literally tells you that she does want to have sex and she's just scared or she's nervous or she just got out of a relationship or she's worried about having her heart broken or whatever it is, when she tells you that, link arms with her, do the same thing you do on the forums and say, hey, I, I got this. That's cool. We'll work there together. I'll get there with you. We'll take it slow. We'll go baby steps. Yeah, I'm so fucking proud of you for opening up about this. I'm fucking proud of you for being brave. Yeah, tell me about it. It must be scary for you. You just got out of a relationship. Yeah, you're probably like worried about catching feelings too quickly or moving too fast or making a decision you're not happy with, right? Like, I get it. Do you want to talk about it? The same shit that you would do with a guy on the forums. I think so many guys are afraid to 
see women as on the same team. They see women as this, you know, like other thing, like this otherly, it's like the other gender. And by the way, women do the same thing. A lot of women do the same thing. They're terrified to ever see men as on their team. They're, they're, they're combative by default and men are combative by default. And it's worth reminding yourself that at the end of the day, this is a human being. And if she's been on a couple of dates with you and you guys have moved forward sexually a little bit or, or romantically or intimately, she wants the same thing you want eventually. She's just scared. And so the same way you'd help a brother on the forums, think of her in the same way. Help her get there. She's on your fucking team. And at the end of the day, you're going to get there eventually. Oh, I'll, I'll, I'll finish this podcast with a story. I've told this story quite a few times, but many years ago, there was this Vietnamese girl that I dated and... On the first date, you know, I tried to make out with her in public. I tried to kiss her and she just would not kiss me whatsoever. Like really absolutely would not kiss me. So we go on a second date and I try and kiss her again. And this time she's almost letting me kiss her, but like not really. She just keeps turning her cheek and like, you know, she says like, you can kiss me on the cheek, but like she wouldn't, you know, let me kiss her on the lips. And so I basically say to her like, hey, like what's up? Like, how come you don't want to kiss? And she's just like, I, I just, I don't want to, I like, I she wouldn't really tell me, right? And so I go home and I think about it and I talk to some of my friends and I end up sending her this text, right? And I'm pretty open in the text and I say like, look, you know, sex is something that's quite important to me. It feels like more of a friendship. We've been on two friendship dates now and I've tried to kiss you like, you know, I think like five times or something in total. And it seems like you don't want to kiss me and I'm not going to pressure you. You know, I don't want someone to do something they don't want to do. But for me, sex is very important and it feels a little bit more like friendship. So I had a really good time with you. You're an awesome chick. You're really fucking sexy. But, you know, I think it's best if we don't go any further just because I think maybe we're looking for different things. And because I was honest about that, she replies with this really long fucking text and she says, okay, I completely understand. To be honest with you, I'm a virgin. I've never held hands with a boy before. She was a Vietnamese girl. She was like 19. She'd come from Vietnam like literally a month or two before I met her. So like, you know, fresh off the boat. She'd had no dating experience. She said, I've never held hands. I've never kissed anyone. I've never, you know, I've, I've had a couple of crushes in high school, but you know, I've never done anything. And she goes, to be honest, I have a crush on you. I really like you. Like Andy, I really like you. I have a little crush on you, but I completely understand if you want something you know, sexual, and maybe I can't give that to you. I'm, you know, I, but just know that I, I really wanted to. I was just nervous. So I replied to that and I, you know, we, we chat for a little bit over text and I basically said like, is sex something you eventually want? And she goes, yes, I really do. I'm just really scared. And so I said, would you like me to help you get there? And she says, I, if you, if you, if that's not annoying for you, I'd really like that. That would really mean a lot to me. If, if that doesn't bother you, like I know that you probably date more, you know, cause a lot of Asian girls are very, uh, insecure about Western girls, like jealous almost like, you know, they're worried that you've slept with a bunch of Western girls who are super sexual and, you know, pretty and all of that. Not that Asian girls aren't pretty. I fucking love Asian girls. But like, you know, Asian girls are very insecure or a lot of them are insecure about Western girls. They're insecure about their own lack of experience, right? And so she was insecure about that. But the point here is that she literally asked me, I want this sex thing. Can you please help me get there? Or I offered, like, do you want me to help you get there? And she said, yes, please. Like, I would really like that if you don't mind, if that's not annoying for you. And so we went on a third date. And now because I saw her as on my team, 
and because I started that conversation. Now it was two people who want to kiss, but one of them is just really scared. And so now we sit there and solve problems. Now it's every problem has a solution. What solution is there? So we brainstormed a little bit and she goes, do you know what? Maybe if we go and watch a movie, like if we go to the cinema and we sit up the back and it's really dark, I think I would be okay with kissing you. And so I'm like, sweet, let's do it. So we, t- we buy tickets to fucking the live, live action version of Beauty and the Beast. We literally go and see some fucking Disney movie. <laughs> and we're sitting up the back. And, you know, about 20 minutes into it, I look at her and she just stares into my fucking eyes. And I'm like, okay, she literally wants this. So, you know, I lean in and she leans in. And not only does she kiss me, and surprisingly, she was actually really good at kissing. Not at first. For the first, like, 30 seconds, she was fucking terrible. <laughs> which most virgins are who haven't kissed, but then she quickly got really good at it. And we ended up making out for like a huge fucking amount of time. And like, at one point I took her hand and I put it on my crotch and like she giggled and she like moaned sort of into my kiss and gently, gently, gently touched my dick over my pants. And if that doesn't show you that like, you know, being on the same team and solving problems works, then I don't know what will. And so that was the third date. Then the fourth date, we we made out a little bit in public with people watching and she was really nervous. She's like, you know, in Vietnam, like no one ever kisses in public, not even husband and wife. Like you're not allowed to do that. And I was like, well, kiss me then. Like show me what a rebel you are. And she gave me a peck on the lips and then she's looking around like, is anyone looking? And I was like, who cares if they're looking? Just be a little rebel, be a bad girl, like kiss me properly. So she kisses me for like 10 seconds. Then she's looking around. She's like, oh my God. And she's like giggling. And she's like, oh my God, I'm going to get in trouble. And I was like, no, you're not. Like you're so fucking adorable. And then on the fifth date, you know, we went on some road trip and we were in some park or something, you know, it was like the woods, woodlands or something. And, you know, I, she touched my dick over my pants and I touched her tits over her top a little bit and she was giggling. And, you know, we made out a lot more. I grabbed her bum at one point. On the sixth date, we went on another road trip. And then on the way back, we were on the train and I kind of fingered her like I had my hand up her skirt and I was sort of fingering her pussy a little bit. And she was like ridiculously fucking wet, like so wet. Like she basically just, oh my God, it was insane. And I think on the seventh date, she was at my house and I was like licking her pussy, but she wasn't ready to have sex yet. And she literally said like, not today, like, please not today. And I was like, yeah, that's cool. Like, wouldn't have to do it today. And so I, I licked her, I fingered her, she gave me a blowjob. T- <laughs> Having a virgin give you a blowjob is always fun because the first thing they do is like they scrape your dick with their teeth and you're like, oh fuck, okay, okay, stop. Go really gentle, really, really, really gentle. Just be really gentle. Oh, don't scratch my dick with your teeth. <laughs> and so it was the eighth date where we finally had sex. But the point is that every single time we were making progress. She just needed a little bit of help. And now if I had on the second date, you know, given into that feeling of frustration and gone, oh, she doesn't even want to kiss me in public. Like, you know, fuck this girl. Cause you know, remember the first day I tried to kiss her, she didn't want to. The second day I tried to kiss her like another four times and she didn't want me to. Imagine if I'd just gone like, you know what? Fuck this bitch. She's a time waster. Like, you know, she's just wasting my time. I wouldn't have ever seen her again, but because I reached out and said, Hey, you know, it seems like you don't want something sexual. I do like, like basically where's your hat at? If your head isn't there, that's okay. We can go separate ways. You know, we're just looking for different things because I reached out. She then said, Hey, I want this too. Can you please help me? And I spent the next six dates helping her. And by the eighth date we had sex and 
it was pretty decent. She was very tight, ridiculously tight, as a lot of virgins are. You have to use a lot of lube and go really slow, like really slow so they have fun. It was pretty good. She she got into it. And then the next time I saw her ended up being some of the best sex of my entire life, right? So the first time we had sex, which again was on the eighth date, she was, you know, obviously really shy, really nervous. Like she had a lot of fun, like, but she was clearly in her own head a lot, right? Like she was, she told me she was worried about doing a good job. She was worried about being too tight for me. She was worried that it would hurt. She was scared. She was all of that stuff. And so it was still fun, but she was clearly in her own head. Like there were so many times where I paused and I said, Hey, are you having fun? And she's like, yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah, I am. Like, I'm just nervous. Like that happened like, you know, fucking five times. But the next time that I saw her, so the ninth date, she came over and she was like fucking like a dominant mistress almost. Like she literally just, and remember, this is a shy Vietnamese 19 year old girl who'd never held hands with anyone before. She comes over and she just like basically grabs me and just starts making out with me. And I'm like, whoa, what the fuck? This is hot. Like, is she possessed? What the fuck is this? And you know, we go into the bedroom and she jumps on top of me and just like grabs my dick and like puts it in her pussy. And she starts riding me like fucking crazy and like humping like crazy. And then she's like, she licks her fingers and then she rubs them on her nipples. And you know, she's like kissing me with tongue, which she hadn't done before. She bites my neck. She's doing all this fucking crazy stuff. And then at one point she even like fucking spanked me and shit. And I was like, what the fuck? This girl's gone crazy. Like, this is insane. It was like some of the best sex of my life. Right. And I think at the end, I even ended up coming on her face and she was like begging for it and she like swallowed it all. And I was like, holy fuck, what the hell? And it was like the most passionate, crazy sex ever. And we're both laying there afterwards, like, you know, cuddling and kissing and whatever. And she's all like sweaty and I'm all sweaty. And like, we catch our breaths. And then I turn to her and I'm like, what the fuck was that? And she's like, what do you mean? Did I do a good job? And she's being all like, almost like bratty or like, like cute. And I was like, no, seriously, what the fuck was that? And she's like, oh, so I did a good job then. And I was like, no, like what the fuck just happened? Because I saw you a week ago and you were a fucking nervous virgin who was in her own head and terrified. Now you're acting like a fucking porn star who's had sex for the last like 20 years. What the fuck just happened? And she got really shy. And I was like, yo, like, where are you being? What are how did you just do this? Like, did you research or something? Like, have you been watching porn? Like, cause Vietnamese people usually don't watch porn. So she'd never watched porn before. And she gets really shy and won't answer me. And I was like, I need to know what the fuck did you do? And finally, after I push her for like 10, it took seriously like five or 10 minutes. She finally like really, really, really shyly goes like, maybe I watched a video. And I was like, what video what the fuck did you do and like it turns out that she spent the entire week after the first time we had sex just non-stop watching porn and taking notes like literally doing homework and like <laughs> like writing notes of how to be really good at sex <laughs> and then she decided to come over and just try it all on me and it was fucking incredible i've never had a woman do that before i have never had a woman go like i'm gonna do homework and do sex research and then blow your mind completely off her own like accord like i didn't ask her to do that like talk about fucking initiative especially a virgin especially a vietnamese shy 19 year old cute little virgin and like she was the stereotypical like asian nerd too she had like big square glasses she was like she always did her homework and she was like super nerdy always in the library like yeah, she was exactly that type, super fucking skinny, super petite. Yeah, that blew my fucking mind. And I wouldn't have had that experience 
if I had decided, oh, I'm frustrated because she doesn't want to fuck me on the first or second date and she won't even kiss me, I would have missed out on that. I have so many more examples of that, of like girls who are shy or girls who are virgins or girls who just got out of a relationship. One of the coaching, one of the guys in my coaching program right now has been on two dates with this chick that he just says is the most unbelievably attractive, beautiful, pretty, hot, insanely cute, sexy woman he's ever been on a date with. And the first date, you know, they talked about sex a bit and it was flirty and all of that. He's tried to kiss her a couple of times on the second date and she just gets too shy. She just isn't ready. Imagine if he said, man, she doesn't want to kiss me. She doesn't want to fuck me. This is awful. Like, how come women keep rejecting me? This sucks. Like, and this is someone, this guy in particular, he'll know who I'm talking about if he's listening. This is someone who in the past has given in to those kind of thoughts and has gotten frustrated. But he's been really patient with himself and patient with her. And he's just said, you know what? She, she, you know, she's shy and she's nervous and she's, you know, he's asked her about it and she said, yeah, I'm just a little shy. Like, is it okay if we go slow? And he's like, yeah, that's cool. And he's been able to embrace this idea of she's not going to sleep with me now, but she'll just sleep with me on a future date. And I'm chill with waiting. It's cool. Like I got plenty of other things I'm doing. I got plenty of other women I'm talking to. I have a cool, amazing life. I'm improving myself every day. I have books that I read, meditation, podcasts, like, you know, obviously Andy's coaching program. He knows that he has all these other things in his life and his happiness isn't dependent on this one woman kissing him or having sex with him. And so because of that, he's able to not put pressure on her and just be present with her and be like, yeah, like whenever you're ready, you'll, you'll be ready. And I want you guys to think about all the times in your life that you've felt pressured to do something that maybe you weren't ready for. Think about you walk into a store and there's like a really pushy salesman or a teacher in school makes you do something you don't want to do. Or maybe some friends peer pressured you and bullied you into something. Or maybe a salesman is trying to use like sales tactics on you. And then I want you to think about how you felt in those moments. You don't feel good. You don't feel listened to. You don't feel like you're respected as a person. In fact, you feel like the other person doesn't even know that you're a person. They think you're just an object that's at the end of the day needs to give them what they want or fuck off. Like that doesn't feel very good. And then think about the times where maybe you've given into that pressure. Like we've all bought something that we didn't want to buy because there was a really pushy salesperson. I've done that tons of times. And then afterwards, how do you feel? You try and rationalize to yourself why you bought the product, but you know deep down that you don't actually want it. You feel stupid. You think about going and getting a refund, but then that's almost embarrassing because that would mean you have to go back to the person and admit that you just were too naive and stupid and just got manipulated and that you did something you didn't want to do. And so you don't go back. You, you feel very small. You feel used. You feel dirty. And I don't know about you guys, but that's not my mission here. My mission isn't to make any women feel dirty or used or pushed into something. I would rather they show up to every sexual experience fully present and wanting to be there and knowing that they chose to be there at that moment in time and not a second sooner. I don't want them to feel like they have second that they have doubts or they're second guessing themselves, or maybe they have regrets. I don't want them to feel like that. Why would I ever want anyone to feel like that? I do the same with my coaching, right? Like, yes, I, I, I tell you guys about the benefits of coaching, but before I sign everyone up for coaching, I jump on a call with them for, you know, about an hour or two. I do a little bit of coaching with them and I just make sure that they're ready for the group. And the one thing that I don't do is push them into coaching. I say, do you want coaching? Yes or no. And the ones who say, you know, I just, I just, I don't know that I want to like, I, you know, I'll talk through and say, okay, well, like, is there anything I can do to help? But 
I've had some people just say like, nah, man, like I, I really don't want coaching. I'm like, it's cool, brother. Like I understand. And I've even had some people get really sort of guilty and they're like, I'm so sorry, man, I wasted your time. And I'm like, no, dude, you would have wasted both of our time if you signed up for coaching when you didn't really want it. And you would have lost your own money. You would have been hurting yourself. Why would I ever want you to hurt yourself? I'd rather you act with integrity and tell me you don't want to do something. And in fact, I respect you for saying that. And so I've built, and I think most of you have done the same thing if you're listening to this. Most of you have built your lives around not pushing other people. You know, most of you are libertarians at, at heart. You don't want to tell other people what to do. You don't want to force other people to do something they don't want to do. The same thing here, right? If a woman doesn't want to sleep with you on the first day or the second or the third or whenever it is, just wait till the next day. And by the way, if you're not happy waiting that long, nobody's forcing you either. I'm not sitting here and telling you you have to wait till date three. If you don't want to, if you only want to have sex with women on the second date or something, then hey, go for it. Nobody's going to force you to wait till date three, but it's just about not getting frustrated if the other person doesn't give you what you want exactly when you want them to give it to you. Other people are their own human beings. They're not dancing puppets that just dance to the tune of our flute, so to speak. They have their own hopes, dreams, desires, all of that kind of stuff. And in the same way that it doesn't feel good for you guys or for me, when we're pressured into something we don't want to do, hey, women are exactly the same. And I think sometimes guys get so myopically focused on, I just want to get laid that they forget that they're dealing with other human beings. And they're just so obsessed with this goal of like a notch count or a number or let me fuck as many girls as I can, which is why I took the number of lays that I have off my website. I took it off my website. I used to have it on my, I used to even have a page called proof with all the sex stories and stuff. I've now hidden that in my website. Like it's still there, but you have to click to find it. And I've renamed it to sex stories rather than proof. And I've, I've taken all the numbers off. I've still got most of the stories there, but I'm sort of moving away and I'm gently encouraging you guys to not be so obsessed with the lay count. I understand that a number is important to a lot of you and I get that. I'm always going to fully support your guys' goals, but I think sometimes obsessing only about the lay count means that you forget that you are dealing with human beings and that they might not always give you what you want and that they might not always give it to you when you want and that that's okay. It's, it's worth reminding yourself that at the end of the day, you will eventually get laid I promise each and every one of you, as long as you don't quit, you will get laid. And so it's about relaxing into that. That's what we call abundance mentality, by the way. It's not about having a lot of options. It's just about knowing that you will eventually get laid. That's abundance mentality. Knowing, yeah, I got an abundance of options. Even if I don't get laid with this woman, even if I don't get laid with the next woman, one of them will eventually sleep with me. I just have to trust that. And I'm going to relax into that. So <clears throat> I'll finish up there. About to bounce and go see a couple of my friends and, and uh, actually I'll tell you what, I'll tell you guys a semi-interesting story. There was this girl that Emmy and I saw, we only f slept with her once many, many years ago. It was like two years ago. And she was ridiculously hot, absolutely my body type, perfect little fucking petite bo body, you know, cute little B cup tits, big puffy nipples. Like it, that's exactly my fucking type. I really love like small, cute, petite little women, especially submissive women. And you know, we slept with this woman and the sex was like fucking great. She wasn't super experienced. I think she'd only slept with one other person. She was super into BDSM. You know, we even got her to write her. She wrote on her body, Emmy and Andy's baby girl. And we took a photo of it. You know, I put that on my website. You know, she was super into us, super submissive. But at the time, Emmy was, you know, not super comfortable in her body. This was only like two years into our relationship. And 
you know, for context, and Emmy's talked about this a lot, she had a, you know, she binge ate a lot and she had bulimia as well. She's since overcome the bulimia, but the binge eating is still something she's working on. And so she wasn't super comfortable in her body and she felt very insecure about this girl and sort of like threatened by her, I guess. And so at the time we talked about it a lot and she ultimately decided, look, I, I don't think I want us to sleep with this woman. And I was like, oh, God damn it. Like, she's exactly my type. Like, I really like this girl. I'm so fucking attracted to her. This is like literally my type. Like, but I understand, you know, in the same way, if I didn't want us to sleep with a girl, like, you know, we wouldn't sleep with her. And there's been plenty of women that I say, I don't want to sleep with. And Emmy is into them. And she's like, oh, damn, I liked that girl. And I'm like, yeah, I'm sorry. She's not my type. So I was like, I understand, you know, it sucks, but fine. We won't sleep with this girl. So we sent her a text, you know, hey, not feeling the chemistry, blah, blah, blah. But over the last, you know, couple of years, we've sort of, Emmy has grown a hell of a lot. And so have I, obviously. And she's a hell of a lot more secure in her body now. She's way more secure. Even though her body isn't where she wants it to be, you know, we're all a work in progress, but she's much more secure. And we've sort of talked about this girl in particular a couple of times. Because, you know, she was super submissive, exactly my type, like, <clears throat> super into both of us, wanted to try BDSM, wanted to be our, you know, our baby girl, like, and for those of you who don't know what that means, it's sort of just a kink, like, you know, daddy, baby girl. It's just a a, a kink in the, the fetish community. And, you know, she wanted to be our girl and, and our little submissive play toy and all that kind of stuff. And we've talked about it quite a few times between the two of us. <coughs> and we've said, you know, Emmy has, has come to a point where she's like, you know what, like, yeah, like, if we were to meet her at this point in our lives, like, I would definitely be into her. Like, I was into her. It's just that I was insecure in myself. And so we've, we've talked about that girl. We've talked about a couple of other girls, too. But we've talked about that girl quite a bit. And a couple of weeks ago, or a week ago, we see this girl on Hinge again. And so we match with her. And, you know, Emmy reaches out and just basically says, like, hey, you know, what's up? I hope you've been really well. Like, you know, I've done all of this. Like, tell me what you've been up to. And basically says, like, look, I, you know, I know we said we that we weren't into you, but truth be told, I, you know, Andy and I were really into you. It's just that I was not secure in myself and I felt a little bit jealous of you and, you know, told her the truth. And this girl replied and was like, oh my God, I completely understand. Like, to be honest, I was really insecure. Like I'd only slept with one person at that time. You know, I was only like 19. You know, I wasn't very comfortable in my own body. I had my own shit going on. Like, I really understand. I, I appreciate you telling me that. And they talked for a bit and you know, eventually Imogen throws out like, do you want to grab a coffee with us? Just a casual coffee and like see where things are at. And she's like, I'd really love that. And so, you know, that's long story short, that's where I'm about to head off to today. We're going to meet this chick, grab a coffee. We're not going to have sex with her today. As I said earlier in this podcast, I like to, or we like to wait till at least day two, pretty much just day two. We wait till day two and then we sleep with girls. So, you know, we'll go grab this coffee, but it feels like this weird sort of like vindication, you know what I mean? It's like quite a few of us have thought about people that we've met in the past and like, what would you do if you were to meet them now, now that you're a different person? Like, and this is like an experiment there. This is like, what is it going to be like now that we're both more mature, you know, Imogen's more secure and comfortable. So yeah, I'll let you guys know how it goes. If you guys are interested, you can, you know, I, I think I'll remember to tell you guys, because I think one thing that we're going to do that we haven't done a whole lot of recently in the last like couple of years is most of the girls that we sleep with, and we're sleeping with far less girls now um, compared to what we used to. It's probably like one new girl a month, I guess, um, just because it's not like, it's not really that, it's not the main focus of our lives, but 
one thing we haven't done for quite a while is like talk about, you know, like, what would you call them? Like a lay report, like a sex story. I prefer to call them sex stories, but you know, we haven't really done a whole lot of that. We haven't done a lot of like pictures and videos either, like photo shoots with women. And, you know, obviously as long as they're comfortable being in them and having them on the web. But that isn't something that we've done a whole lot of over the last couple of years. And, you know, we've had a couple of girls on the podcast. I think we've had like three or four girls on the podcast now, but I'd like to get more girls on the podcast, just like talking about sex, talking about what it's like with us, talking about what it's like to sleep with or date a couple. So I think I'll start pushing myself more to do that. I just haven't done it as much because I don't know how much, I don't know how much value you guys get out of that. I guess you guys find it interesting, but. At this point, I think I've written enough, or at least my thinking was we've written enough about our sex life and all of that. So maybe it's time to talk about relationships and money and headspace and all of that. But if there is, you know, if this is something you guys are interested in, shoot me an email or you can leave me a comment on my YouTube channel or something. And yeah, just tell me like, yo, I'm, I'm interested, you know, plus one for the guys who are interested in hearing about your sex life, if you're still up for talking about that. And I definitely am. It's just that we haven't really done it. So yeah, I'll let you guys know how this goes. If you guys are interested, like I said, shoot me an email or a YouTube comment. I obviously offer coaching right now. I'm still offering my, uh, special bonus where if you sign up for the group or the one-on-one coaching, you get 15 weeks instead of 12. I've had like three people sign up in the last month. So that's been fucking awesome working with a dude right now who's in his late thirties. So that'll be a ton of fun. I'm working with two guys now on their business. So you guys might think that most of my clients sign up just for sex, but no, at this point, most of my clients or a lot of my clients, maybe half of them sign up for business advice or just general accountability. I have so many guys that just are like, yo, let me give you 10 grand and you just, because I'm paying you 10 grand, I absolutely fucking have to be kept accountable. Like I'm literally just paying you the money so that you'll keep me accountable. And obviously the group coaching is cheaper than that. It's $5,000, but yeah. And I'm working with a couple of guys on relationships. So I'm having a ton of fun with all of that. So whatever you guys want help with and advice and motivation and me to kick your fucking ass into gear and build you that elite life, I'll leave a link in the description to the coaching. Go out there, ladies and gentlemen, crush those goals and don't be so desperate for those lays, right? I promise you that they will come eventually. I promise you.